Welcome to Radio Boomers Live, the show about all things human from a baby boomer's perspective. All things hot and all things not. News, reviews, interviews, chat, text, and what's next. And here are your hosts, Risa Gray from Betty White's Off Their Rockers and Easy's dad, Jim Zuli. Introducing Easy Ray Family App, your new virtual vision 2020. Be seen, be available, be everywhere. Available on Apple Store and Google Play. Track our content, stay connected, create your account to gain instant access. Go mobile or go home. Welcome, Radio Boomers Live listeners around the world, and welcome to our Easy Way family. And Rita is going to be doing auditions today, and we should have Sophia Alvarez on with us. Sophia, are you on with us? Okay. We had a a short delay with the uh, tech situation, but we keep it pretty much on track. And with that, guys, there's so much going on in the world. Where do I start, right? Uh, everybody's getting back in the groove. They're so happy to get back in the freeways. <laughs> and, but you know what? A lot of people are deciding that uh, maybe they liked it the way it was. You know, the report I did last week, there was so many employers waiting for their people to come back to work, but they had a year to sit around and think, well, hey, this wasn't so bad. I'm doing work from home, uh, no traffic, no getting yeah. dressed. There she mm-hmm. is, Sophia. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I mean, everybody's really taking advantage and seeing, you know, what they're able to do from home from home, and actually enjoying it and, you know, um, they're having the benefits from it, from all this exactly. um, technology at home and the learning curve. Definitely it's and been a gonna... learning curve. And guys, uh, Sophia, you know, Sophia has the uh, Total Surrender Workshop, totalsurrender.org, but she's also has, uh, she's a student of future trends and AI, which we're going to talk about later. But uh, Sophia, I think that's what's kind of happening. And with that, we're going to, this is going to be exciting because I, this AI, yeah. AI situation is artificial intelligence is really getting interesting. But with that, let's get into our hot topic time and uh, get some of the news. Uh, but you know what? It's uh well we got a time frame we got a little off on our time so why don't we okay. why don't we contact see if you can contact uh, Billy um, I believe you have his number yes I I have it right here okay give him a text or a call and uh, tell him he can jump on and you know what we're gonna move right into our guest Perfect. because. Uh, yeah, we got a lot of news covered, but we can cover that towards the end. We want to get Billy on if he's with us. And yeah, that's that's what the situation is. Is uh, even the experts, which I'm going to cover, they are mm-hmm. kind of stumped. You know, even the experts in uh, yeah in Washington, right. they you know, like mm-hmm. okay, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, everything's changing. We're going into a new mode, and they don't actually know what the new new mode is. And this was stated by some of the top people in the econ- uh-huh. in the economy and you know the deal with situations like that they're kind of lost lost for words and it's yeah. you know 
Sophia, it's new waters, right? Yes, it is. It's all new waters out there. there. And, mm-hmm. and, and what what do you do? I mean, it's like landing on a new planet. Okay, what are the <laughs> rules here at this planet? Well, first off, it's uh, 800 degrees year-round, so we have to, we have to build our homes and our, our spacesuits a little differently and see how that works. Uh, I don't know if my analogy yeah, is Yeah, adaption. Adaption, yeah. totally adaption. You have to just readjust everything your whole life. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, and I, just, I just wanted to share that uh, Eric gave me a Super Father's Day yesterday. Uh, it was it was really interesting. I mean, I did things that I don't know if I actually really played laser tag, and we wound uh-huh. up playing laser tag like five times, and I really learned as I went that you can't just stand there. <laughs> People walk up and keep shooting you. And I was wondering, why am I always lighting up all the time? Well, I found out that's not a good thing. And, uh, you got to keep moving. We, uh, you got to keep moving. Yeah, ducking and dodging. And I'm talking to the guy, and he's sitting there shooting me. <laughs> but anyway, we went from the, uh, the laser to the golf, and uh, which I guess I need practice. But then again, those golf ranges are even harder than the golf course, going through their little homes and jumping over creeks and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but the uh, the bumper cars were fun, and on that uh-huh. one, Eric didn't quite get me. We were tie on that. He was putting me away with the golf and the other things, but it was fun. And guess what? I woke up with the next day. Uh, so oh, what was that? Freezing? A red face. <laughs> <A> red face. <laughs> um, all the times you see me with my cap on, you know, uh, <laughs> and, and I forgot the cap, and boy, I had a red face. So did you get a little text or a call to? Uh, Billy? Yes, we're working on that. We're waiting for responses back from that. Okay, good, good. So, no, you know what? And we've talked about this before. Everybody works all the time. They get up, especially in this business. And, I mean, they're on the phone, on the computer, rock and roll all the time. But how important is it uh, to unplug, mm-hmm. right? Just once yeah. in a while. And, you know, like, I'm not talking about, oh, taking a lot of time off. Like, once every 10 years, take a break. Maybe a day. Mm-hmm. No, you got to do it more than that. But uh, it it regenerates, doesn't it? It recharges your battery. Like when you have the workshops, people after they go to like I went to one that was really amazing for three days, and it does recharge you. You know, mm-hmm. and, you know, you move forward and you you just have a different outlook. You're more relaxed. I think that's a good thing. Uh, I mean, how how often do people just it's called entrenchment. I remember that in psychology class. You fall mm-hmm. into a pattern. You fall into a certain thing. Uh, yeah. Like it's easy to fall into a pattern around your house, and the pattern is not getting things done because you're doing <laughs> other things. You know, and and the stuff is up, right? Uh huh. That's that's just it. My sister was saying that actually our brain works that where uh, we want to do certain things, but you know, what is supposed to be done, but our brain tells us to do something else so we don't have to do it. And I call it procrastination. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, but you know, you got to get back on it. you got to put everything in proper alignment. Yes. And and send, uh, we had to notify everybody because uh, we had a tech issue on, and, you know, holding off till we get the tech and it was all fixed. So give Carmelita a little text and she can tell her she can start her Carmelita's Corner. Okay. Um, at at the normal time, and uh, Sophia and I have uh, have some interesting reports for you guys on 
where things are heading. And, you know, like the baby boomers hadn't planned too much. Like I remember when I was in my 30s and 40s, I didn't sit around and plan too much for being in my mm-hmm. 60s or 70s. And now we wish we, we had, you know, put something together because what a difference it makes, right? Of course, yeah, you're not there definitely. yet, but well, maybe you could be sitting time. around with, yeah, you know, uh, people like Jeffrey Levine and Jerry King. So who do we have on with us? I, I keep on hearing somebody in the background. Hello, hello. <laughs> Is that Billy? Hello, yes. Yeah. Hey, Billy, Billy. Okay, so guys, Billy. we have uh, we have a situation here with uh, a very special friend, a very special guest. Uh, Billy has been, been with the – he's carrying on the legacy of his father, Archie Moore, who was the uh, light heavyweight boxing champion around the world for the longest reigning world light heavyweight uh, champion of all time. And Billy has continued his father's legacy for having a, a big heart and caring for children through the ABC Youth Foundation, which he uh, started. Amazing. It was started by his father back, uh, you know, back in 1957, I believe. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and right. Billy and Pat passed the torch to Billy. He's carried it on for 20 years. ABC began in 1957. Although much has changed since the beginning, the mission remains the same: to empower San Diego inner city youth to step off, to step uh, into the life with their best foot forward. So welcome, Billy, and uh, my my co-host here is uh, is Sophia Alvarez, and she's the founder of the uh, Total Surrender Workshop. And uh, welcome to the show, Billy. Woo, hey, thank you, Jim. Whoa. Sophia, good to be. Well, I have to. I have to take a breath when I. Uh, I mean, your introduction could go on so long to where it gets to the point where I'll say, "Sorry, Billy, we have no time." <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know, it, it's it's just I. Uh, your father must have, because you are the world champion uh, for carrying on a legacy like this. Your father must have a great big smile on his face uh, for what you've you know continued to do. And I want to get into all that, but uh, so I want to talk a little bit about uh, or a lot about ABC and how things have changed in that. But uh, you know, I wanted to touch a little bit on. on Growing up, uh, you know, growing up in a time with your father, how it impacted you. I mean, it's not everybody who has a world champion, uh, father boxer, you know, for so many years, and uh, and and that's influenced you, I suppose. And uh, you know, did you attend some of the bouts? Let's just cover a little bit about uh, well, when you were young, growing up. Be, how that influenced you? Well, to be, uh, uh, let's cut through the chase. I'm kind of one of those kids that's kind of caught in the middle of a lot of stuff that that has went on for the last two generations. And uh, yeah. I, did, I didn't always live with my dad. And, uh, uh, but it, uh, him and I had a, him and I had a very, very unique relationship. And it was, uh, he was a great, a great influence. And that uh, I did make I did make some mistakes. Those mistakes that uh, that I made there was it was it was probably because I didn't listen to some advice that he had given me. But you, as you know, you still there, Jim? Oh yeah, 
I'm yeah, listening very attentively. <laughs> as you know, as you know that, you know, in our life, if you're a believer, and I know mm-hmm. that you're a believer, in our life, God allows some things to happen to some of us. Yeah. Yes. So that He can use you. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so. That's why I'm so happy. I have a lot of shortcomings, a lot of them, and that's what I'm doing. Join really the club, like Billy, because uh, I, I I don't think I've met anybody who hasn't had these issues. And uh, like okay, the old well, saying, if you want to give if you want to give God a laugh, tell him your plans. But uh, all I know <laughs> for a fact like, is you're I, you're a man I with like. a you're a man with a big heart. And uh, I'll tell you what, yeah. go ahead, Billy. No, I, that's all I like. I like. Letting people know I'm a guy that has a lot of shortcomings, and that's why, why I fit in. And um, exactly, exactly, got to have yes, the testimony. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes, and there's a there's a lot of our not only kids, there's a lot of mm-hmm. us out here today that need help. Oh, that, yeah. and, the, mm-hmm. and one of the greatest things that we can do what do for one another is when we yes. meet Jim, like uh, uh, like like when we all met. We 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 over the last year or so, we've shown each other a lot of love, love, mm-hmm. and that's and that's what's so needed. Yeah. So that's something that we can't be afraid to do, but people are afraid to do it, and that's yeah. why I love that, that we're able. We have about eighteen or nineteen kids back in the gym right now, and the oldest one, mm. the oldest one is probably eleven years old. The oldest. Wow. One. Yeah, yes, ma'am. We we have them back there. We we just started our summer program. It's called uh, Bridge the Gap, and it was a program that uh, Amy Morad, uh, Doc Morad, one of our board members, Amy Morad and mm-hmm. my wife Florence Moore. It was a program that they started to mm-hmm. help our youngsters. That was four years, five years ago, and we've been doing it every year except last summer because of the COVID. Uh, Amazing, but. That's what we do, and and uh, these eighteen or nineteen will leave at twelve. Then we have another eighteen or nineteen coming in from one until one until three. Wow! So the statement uh, uh, you're getting them at the right age, and the the statement that much has changed. So, mm-hmm. what would you say some of the changing factors have been that most uh, that you've seen has been most of an impact? Is it the, you know, over the years, the way that have the kids changed? Has the type of crime changed? Has the, uh, you know, more of them are not going to school? Or what What do you think the factor is, the variable that, that causes well, these think, changes? I think the factor is, this is just my opinion, and may get a, uh, get a, get a lot, you may get a lot of feedback about it, but a lot of the parents, we, we, and I said, I didn't say they, I said we. We stopped being mm-hmm. parents. Mm-hmm. A lot of the parents, uh, uh, a lot of the parents wanted to be as cool as the kids. And we stopped being parents. And we just, uh, uh, when I was growing up, I thank God, I mean, if you didn't, there's some things that <laughs> would get put on your behind. I grew up in that area. Yeah. Yeah. If your parents said something, you best do mm-hmm. it. 
and uh, and the mistakes that Discipline. I did make, that, that was when I got out on my own. I, I made those mistakes. Yeah. So, but, uh, but what's changed is uh, we we stopped telling we we stopped telling the kids about the simple, the simple basic do's and don'ts of society. Don't lie. Don't mm-hmm. cheat. Don't steal. Don't smoke. Don't drink. Don't gamble. Don't refuse to go to school. Don't talk back to your parents. Okay. Go to junior high school. Go to high school. Get a high school mm-hmm. diploma. Go to college. Get a college degree. Then get a job. Those, exactly. That's yeah. kind of... That's, that's going to that's prepare you for our society. Hmm. Yes, ma'am. That's exactly. Mm-hmm. So what we're mm-hmm. able to do here, I know you asked me, Jim, what has changed. That's the biggest change I think that we have. What we do here, we have kids right now. If you walked in here, like I said, the oldest one is 11 years old. These kids will tell you, if you ask them, what are they going to do? They'll tell you straight up. And this has been going on for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Those kids for the last 10 years will tell you, oh, we're going to change the world. We're changing the world. Mm-hmm. That's what these mm-hmm. kids, that's their goal here. Yeah, changing the world. That's interesting. Yeah, but, uh, um, uh, go ahead. So, uh, so, all right. So, you're down there, and I've been, I've seen what you have. It's amazing. What What are you seeing overall? And, and you've been, been with us for a while, uh, and we kind of covered this. But the attitude of the kids, are you seeing that? Like, do you see kind of a want that they have? Like, I, I don't want this kind of life. I need that discipline. Because I've read that where yeah. people actually like, uh, you know, a, a kind of a discipline uh, to keep them on yeah. track. I'm glad you asked that question. These kids love the discipline. What are you guys doing to my kid? <laughs> what do you mean? They're, they're, I mean, but I'm thinking something else. Well, he doesn't talk back anymore. He doesn't tell me what he's doing. He's sweeping the floor in his room. I mean, it's okay. He's going there to school. I'm not getting any reports. They yeah. want discipline. Yeah. But a lot of us older older people, ah oh man, we're so busy trying to live and make ends meet and all that kind of yeah. stuff and yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We lose sight. We well, lose you know, sight of our children. You're right. I think you go yeah. back a little bit. I don't know if uh, I think we'll lose Sophia on this, but uh when the TVs were first, you know, the little screen and the little TV and you turn the knobs, and and, and they were getting the <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> right, right, Billy. You know, like now, Billy and I don't go back to when the radios first came out, but I think Billy goes back to the Morse code, right? <laughs> no, but you yeah, know, yeah. here you have this. Stuff. In, in that, they used to say there was criticism about how that was, you know, breaking up the family instead of everybody sitting around talking or having dinner. Now they're in the room watching TV, and now there's a big divide because each family member is, if they want something, they text, you know, a, a brother or a father or mother <laughs> in the other room. They give them an email. Yeah, something. from room to room, correct. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, Eric and I yesterday, and uh, happy Father's Day to you, we're out. And, and I said, well, look around. Well, and I said, look around. And. All the people, and this was a, a center, you know, for basketball and kart racing and all, and it was fun. And But we looked around, and here's the kids sitting with their parents or the boyfriend and girlfriend, husband and wife, whatever, 
and the majority of them, they're sitting at the table in this fun zone looking at their phone with their thumbs moving. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> yeah, that's... I mean, I can't I go over a, and pull I, up. I have, a, I have a friend by the name of John Duke. It's the Duke family here in San Diego. And uh, mm-hmm. they are very in the construction business. Uh, okay. John... Uh, John is married to a John's a white guy. He's married to a Latino girl. Uh, uh, and, and, and man, they have a number. Let's see. They, they probably have when they sit, get to the table. It's probably oh about fifteen or twenty of them. And John and his wife say the telephones go in the middle of the table right now. Yeah. And they don't. Mm-hmm. They, they don't play that. Yeah. And you ought to see you ought to see them telephones stack up on that table. <laughs> oh, that's, that's and then to figure out how to to actually uh, speak with each other without a phone, I think it's like uh, be relearned because we are so distant now with our conversations, and we're not oh, we've lost that relationship. You know? Yes, ma'am. So now well, it's boy, just like putting right. those up. Side and we have to just like okay now what do we do with each other? It's like now you talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Billy, share with us about your event coming up, and then uh, I mean I want to keep you on another hour. There's so many questions, but we have to move into Carmelie's yes. corner. But give us your information on your event coming up that we're going to get down. Okay, at. the event is going to be it's called the Million Punches from the Heart. Ooh. The Million Punches from the Heart. And, wow. Uh, a good friend of mine. Tom Courtney, who's one of our board members, uh, uh, we kind of started this in the in the gym one day. And what we do, and then I got with another good friend of mine, uh, uh, Chief Neslite. He's a police chief of the San Diego Police Department. And he's a wonderful, wonderful, great police chief. And oh. so I met with him. And I said, Coach, I mean, I said, uh, a Chief, what we're doing, we're trying to, we want to punch out. Because so there's, there's some issues going on with the police department and the police and all that stuff. And so we wanted to, my dad was always uh, a very good friend of the police here in San Diego. I can remember at times when they would pass by the house, you could come in our house and he'd have two or three police officers walking around the pool table playing pool. <laughs> and I thank God that's that's yeah that's something that was passed on. I inherited that. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate it. Uh, the police chief and I got together. We called it the Million Punches from the Heart, to where we wow. invite the public out, and maybe mm-hmm. the kids, and preferably the parents will come with the kids. And what they do, we have some boxing bags lined up. And you mm-hmm. get up in the morning, or you, for the last month you've gotten up, for the last year you've gotten up, there's some things that's inside of you. You're angry. Uh-huh. You're angry at Jim mm-hmm. down the street. You 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 might be angry with somebody in the house. And you mm-hmm. might be angry with police. And the police might be angry with you. So what we're all doing, the police have been with us for the last three years in doing this. We get on these bags. And whatever is in the person's heart that shows up there, 
they get oh, a chance beautiful. to purchase these bags. It's oh, a, wow. It's a fundraiser. If people want to make donations, they can. If they don't, then they don't have to. But it's a so chance how do they contact come out. you? Yes. Well, they can contact you by, by calling ABC Youth Foundation at 234-2200. 234-2200. So, guys, call that number, Million Punches from the Heart. Billy, we're going to be down there. We have to move into Carmelita. But uh, thank you for calling in, and we're looking forward to getting down there and hitting the bag. Well, well Jim, <laughs> I'm going to be looking for you. And, uh, and tell, uh, uh, tell that son of yours, I expect Jim and Al and Bill, all, the whole team, to come down. We'll be down there with bells on, we'll be down there with and we'll try to even home. get Sophia down with us. Well, thank you, Billy, for coming on. Yeah. Tell, tell Susie to come you, on. Uh, punch that bag. Yes. Punch yeah, that come bag. Come on down, That's girls. Nice. Come on down. Okay, so, God bless you. I love you both Thank you, Billy. Right, and we're going to move into a commercial, okay. and then Carmelita's right, going. Isn't that a, that's amazing. Billy Looking Moss. to grow and align your brand with celebrities and other established brands? Your brand is all about your entire customer experience. Everything from your logo, your website, your social media experiences, the way you answer the phone, to the way your customers experience your staff. So why not let us help you get your branding right from the start? At Easy Way Promotions, we are a new class of professionals providing first-class online branding, promotion, social media, website development, editing, graphic design, public relations, media, SEO, and online advertising to give your business the competitive edge to stand out. Our highly experienced experts will not only help you increase your online presence, but also provide you with a proven online strategy to help you increase the value of your company and make acquiring new customers easier. So what are you waiting for? Contact us today and let us help you grow your business exponentially. For more information, contact 424-209-9290 or visit easywaypromotions.com. That's letter E, letter Z. We also encourage you to like our Facebook page at Easy Way Promotions. You are about to experience Carmelita's Corner. Carmelita's song, Rosebud, made it to the top 40s with the godfather of soul, James Brown. She's the founder of the Rose Breast Cancer Society. Now here's your host, Carmelita Pittman. Well, hello there, Radio Land. Are you feeling grand? I am. All right, I just love that applause. (laughs) Well, I've got something to applaud about. I've got one of the greatest most beautiful ladies on the planet. She represents an icon of all icons, and she hails from Dublin, Ireland, the beautiful emerald place. And her name is Cassandra Carroll. Hello, Cassandra. Well, hi, everybody. Hi. Thank you for having me on today. Absolutely. We're happy to have you on. And uh, you really are, I would say, the most remarkable tribute artist to Marilyn Monroe. 
Oh, why, thank you. Yes, uh, and uh, I know that you had an early affinity to her, uh, you and your mother both. I understand your mom was also uh, very uh, beautiful, like Marilyn Monroe, and that the two of you came to California, to Hollywood to be specific, around the time you were 11 years old. Yes. I had my my first view of this beautiful lady we know as Marilyn. When I say view, there was a beautiful wax figure at the Gromit Theater, and it's no longer there, but there was something about this beautiful wax figure of Marilyn. I thought she was real, and I remember holding my mother's hand, and my mother said, there she is. And I just felt this connection, uh, but never thinking that it would go anywhere. And um, it, it, she's just been a, a remarkable part of my life uh, to this day. Yes, well, you certainly have made it not only a part of your life, but of so many others, too. Uh, one of your uh, favorite admirers is a very well-known car collector, uh, George Barris. And he had you go to Las Vegas where he had a production of classic cars called Stars and Their Cars. Can you tell us about that? Yes, it was just so wonderful. Charity event that happens every year in Las Vegas. And all the stars and their cars come out for this beautiful event every year. I do hope that it will be this year. I would love to attend it this year. But it was just such a wonderful experience. We drove down Las Vegas Boulevard, and I was in the Batmobile from one of the movies. And one of the drivers said, stand up through the the, the sunlight, the the, the sunroof. And I said, oh, no, they're not here to see me. They're here to see all the cars. And he said, no, stand up. And I stood up on the seat, and all of the people on the overpass kept shouting, Marilyn, Marilyn, Marilyn. I couldn't believe it. I thought, why are they shouting for me? <laughs> and it was uh, such, such, and he said, I told you, I told you. And they were screaming it over and over and over. I, it was then that I thought, gosh, maybe, maybe I should take this seriously. They, they believe that I could be a tribute artist. Maybe I should do this. And um, it's just been such a wonderful experience. I've met so many people. And I remember George Barris saying to me, you know, I knew Marilyn, and you just have her energy. There's something about you. There's an innocence. There's a, just this, this innocence and, and quality about you. And I thought, but people, they're not going to take me serious as Marilyn. I'm not as pretty. I, I'm, you know, I, I don't know if I can sing. I don't know. And and he said, well, if you don't do it, I'll never speak to you again. I said, you're that sure that I could make a career? And he said, I'm that sure. And um, I, I, it just went from there. And I, I, I believed it because everybody else did. <laughs> well, that was so a, wonderful. That was a great, great uh, experience, and you made a great choice because you've made a lot of people happy. And I know I enjoyed watching your show. 
uh, when you performed the Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend, you had two great dancers with you, and, of course, you immolated Marilyn and uh, in that shocking pink dress with the big bow on the back. And uh, you brought so much joy to so many people. And now you're also bringing joy to the Children's Hospital. Can you tell us about that? Yes, we have, and we're in the process of recording an album, and it's called Memories of Marilyn. And we have some of Los Angeles, uh, some of the most creative musicians. I'm working with a gentleman called Stan Martin. Stanley Martin is one of the Martin brothers. And he arranged this wonderful album. And we are actually recording about, I would say, about 17 of Marilyn's songs. And there's one song on there that Marilyn was rumored um, to record and didn't. So we've recorded that in her memory. And all the proceeds of this album go to Children's Hospital Los Angeles. And so it is very dear to my heart. And I know that it was very dear to Marilyn and the Children's Hospital I'm told Marilyn fundraised for. And so I'm very excited to continue that legacy in her memory. Well, that's wonderful, Cassandra. Uh, And what are your other plans for the future? Well, we just, as you you know, that the Marilyn Monroe statue just returned to Palm Springs yesterday. And we will be playing for one of the unveilings of that statue um, with the big orchestra and I'm very excited about that and that date will be coming soon and I'm just very very excited for the future I'm, I'm just so happy that Marilyn just brings happiness to people when I dress as Marilyn people will tell me their stories of the connection they met their husband through Marilyn through going to a movie the husband proposed to his wife uh, watching Some Like It Hot, um, it, it just just wonderful stories that you reach people. She just There's an innocence about Marilyn that survives through the ages. And I think that's one of, one of the things that I love most about her. Even children, you know, four and five and six, they say, Marilyn, they all know who she is. She's ageless. Yes, she is. And, uh, you know, I have a, another friend uh, who you may have met, uh, through the Southern California Motion Picture Council. Her name is Gloria Berlin, and I wrote an article about her, and uh, she has an amazing legacy. And she was a starlet. She's been in a 100 movies, and she told me about the time when she was at the major motion picture studio, and this lady sat next to her, and took her hand and had the most beautiful smile, and they became friends. And she said, my name is Marilyn Monroe. And it turned out to be oh. who you were talking about. Can you imagine? Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. They what? used to eat together so in the cafeteria. So I can imagine she could tell you a lot of stories. I should put you two together because she's still with us. She just turned 93 years young. January the 9th, and I I managed to get my tribute story to her done in time for her birthday. It's in the uh, Hollywood Weekly magazine. Oh, I would love that connection. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, she's an amazing lady. She's also the lady in black, the mysterious lady in black who arrives in the carriage 
to put flowers on the resting place of Rudolph Valentino. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I want to talk more about you. So uh, what do you plan to do uh, with this legacy of Marilyn? I know you, you're you using it for charity. It's helped people bring bring people together. It brings joy to the world. Is there anything else that you can think of uh, that you're using with yes, her I platform? What, we, we are also interviewing, and we have interviewed uh, many stars, Ray Anthony, um, to name what one, but because I, we're keeping it as a surprise, and people who knew Marilyn, Marilyn's hairstylist, uh, Jimmy Morrissey. We've interviewed quite a few stars just to talk a little bit about Marilyn's life. And when I mean celebrate Marilyn's life, we celebrate all that is Marilyn, her life, her career, just in the movies, and Marilyn herself. We talk to people that just knew her every day, to people that worked with her. And we just want to bring that legacy to everybody just to show and to keep that legacy alive. And her beautiful music. In fact, George Barris had actually customized a car for Fox Studios to present to Marilyn because she was going to be performing her live show in Las Vegas. And we would like to, as a tribute to Marilyn, to continue that legacy to perform her songs in Las Vegas. And so that will be happening next spring. So yes, and tell us about, about the Batmobile, your experience with that well, when you came from Las Vegas to Hollywood in it. That was just traveling. I mean, traveling from Los Angeles to Las Vegas and back again was just unbelievable. In every gas station that we stopped at, we actually it took us probably double the time to get home because of all the photographs. And they wanted pictures of Marilyn with the Batmobile. <laughs> and I would come to the side, you know, and let them take pictures. And he said, no, 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 we want pictures of Marilyn. It was just it was just unbelievable. And I said, but don't you want a picture of the car? No, 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 we want a picture of Marilyn. Marilyn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's so great. Yeah. Getting to travel in, in the Batmobile was beautiful. It's just wonderful. And that's actually yeah. that limo. It was beautiful. It was so lovely. I'm just myself and my little doggy. And it was just that he was in every picture and so well behaved. We got to travel. It was just so wonderful. And meeting everybody in Las Vegas and on the way there and all the little cities on the way home. It was beautiful. It was just you so know, wonderful. I saw a it's photograph so of your little doggy and it has a full head of hair that reminds me of Marilyn. <laughs> And, you know, I didn't know at the time when I got the little little doggy that Marilyn had a dog that was almost identical, little Matt. Oh, wow. And uh, Frank Sinatra bought her the little dog. And, um, you know, my little boy came to every show. He was on stage. Any charity shows that we perform at would take him out at the end. And he, he'd get a standing ovation, actually. I think the audience oh, was there wow. to see him. <laughs> but he passed oh. away, unfortunately, last year. And um, I was made, I was presented with this beautiful little, little girl and she's about a year old and now she's in training and loves music. It's wonderful. These little dogs like music. <laughs> I'm glad. Yes. yes, they do. And they you, like know, you know, you uh, know, animals are 
healing also. You know they use them in oh, hospitals. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it really does make a difference, you know, to have these these little animals uh, around people who are getting well. It, it does promote good health as well. And uh, I, I do want to thank you, Cassandra Carroll, for coming on my show, Carmelita's Quarters, the segment of Radio Boomers Live. Uh, we've always got great guests, and you are also a great guest. And uh, I'm looking forward to speaking to you again soon. But it's time for us to get on our horse now and ride off into the sunset. So we're going to say goodbye to our audience. <laughs> Thank you, Carmelita, and I look forward to to talking with you very soon and sharing some of the music with you. Absolutely, Carol. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. How about that? Um, Sophia, what do you think? Um, I think it's Somebody, super amazing, yeah. You know what's amazing is how Elvis and uh, Marilyn are still with us today. You still see pictures of them, you know, when you go to restaurants or, you know, uh, down in Hollywood. They, they, we even went to a, a veterans meeting, and in the entry mm-hmm. hall of the restaurant, there was not a picture but a full uh, sculpture uh, I don't know if it was plastic or whatever it was made out of, of uh-huh. Marilyn Monroe. It looked like a, when you first walk up, it looks like somebody's sitting there, and and they're sitting in that waiting area. And it was Marilyn Monroe, and up on the wall there's Elvis. It's like this is twenty what what year is it? Twenty twenty one. Yeah. Well, they just got done bringing the statue back out to Palm Springs. I got a picture of posing wow. underneath the statue with my daughter. So it's just. Yeah, it's amazing how she's being carried around and her legacy is still being carried around and the impact that it's still having on each one of us to this time now. And I hope that it continues to the future generations because it's just, um, as you say, it's uh, our legacies uh, that have brought us and paved the way to where we are today. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we were talking about... uh like the U.S. economy and it's uh, mm-hmm. emerging from the coronavirus pandemic. And, yes. Uh, and with basically considerable speed. I mean, it's moving along. But they mm-hmm. say there's a, a lot of transformations in, uh, in business and uh, and mm-hmm. so on. And there's just uh, a lot of changes that are, that are ahead that they're trying to figure out how to handle. Uh, we were talking about AI and all that. But, you know, we're you know, other than AI, we're talking about higher prices. On, uh, oh my goodness! And, you Have know? you seen the prices yeah. of beef? <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't know that. But I... lately. Oh my wow. goodness! It's ridiculous. It's where it used to be like six dollars, you know, a pound for steak has gone up to like eleven ninety nine. That's how oh, increased. Yeah, it, it's. Uh... <laughs> and and you, you, you don't you don't really put that in the budget, like increase in meat and potatoes and all that. No, uh, it's called eating healthier. <laughs> Get exactly. All the veggies. Yeah. Eat your veggies, and and aside from eat, you know your food and the gas is going up a bit, but building yeah. materials, you know, people talk building about. Uh, well, you know, to buy a home, they're waiting a block long in line, and they're. I saw one. The the bid that was put in was a million dollars over the asking price, and a lot of times it's a hundred thousand and you know, on and on. 
And then, well, let's build a home. Well, the building, a lot of materials have gone up two, three, four hundred percent. So they say, yeah. uh, you know, that's expensive. Uh, and it's actually reaching across the world. Like, for instance, the, the ministry I do, like uh, one of the ministers out there, he, you know, gives shoes and food to, you know, uh, people who are in need out there. And the pricing just out there, he would say, you know, this is more increased and this is more increased and apologize for it. But that's the way it is. I mean, everything just ripples down and it affects everybody's well, yeah. price. Yeah, it's like when they go into the donut shop, they go, "Oh, what's the what's the deal here? It used to be uh, mm-hmm. eighty five cents, now it's a dollar fifty. Well, when he yeah. has his delivery of the dough man or mm-hmm. whoever it is, he's paying a lot higher. And I I suppose for restaurants, it has to be difficult because they have to change their menus too and put a little bit less and on pricing. the menu, or you know, yeah, yeah. So and try to keep it competitive to where we want to buy and yeah. Oh yeah, and then so we're going to be touching a little bit on this AI uh, yes. maybe next week. And uh, this oh. is really interesting stuff. And they're not only, uh, Sophia, the big towns, but even small town America is yeah. improvising, you know, and with this AI situation and some of their uh, warehouses and their machine shops and that. So it's not just the big modern cities. It's it's all over. And it affects instead of having five workers in there with a drill press, now they don't need any because they have automatic uh, situations and just one guy to run it. So it's it which has its effect. Us, yes, which brings us to like what Easyway does. We bring awareness and see. As I stressed before, and I stressed many times, you know, you can have a website and you can have an app and you can, but unless you have awareness that these uh, exist, you know, you really have just people just passing by without them having the knowledge that you exist. And we come and say, hey, just like we did for Billy Moore here, and say, you know, he has an amazing, you know, facility out here in San Diego, and this is what he does. And you were able to bring people and let them know where they wouldn't have information. And now we we um, give them all this information that these uh, exist in these companies and businesses and places and um, yeah, we're able to share and just bring more awareness and more clients, et cetera, et cetera, which is super amazing. Oh, it is. It is. And, you know, like I, I've mentioned in conversations, there's certain entities like Mr. Blockbuster, or, you know, all these different yeah. companies mm-hmm. that have gone down. They didn't pay attention. <clears throat> and, you know, uh, Eric has built a situation with the EasyWay Network, the EasyWay Broadcasting, that EasyWay this is how you can yeah. transport <laughs> transfer what you have, transform what you have, and get into mm-hmm. the new age and resource yeah. what you have. But there there has to exactly. be changes, and that's what we're there going to talk to about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we want to go over that because you're, you're kind of into that, so maybe next show we can cover some of that because that's really interesting stuff. And, yeah, bring uh, people up to speed, literally. <laughs> so you can go right? to uh, – well, exactly. That's, you know, uh, that was the right term to use. But uh, you can go to letter E, letter Z, easywayinfo.com, or text easyway mm-hmm. to 55678 and, uh, and see everything that's going on. It's very interactive. Eric's worked very hard to build that. You've been with us a long time. It's an interesting journey, hasn't it? I mean, with the technology, how things change. And yeah, I am yeah. not a technical person. I'm, <laughs> but I'm, you know, but you know, it turns out that you can learn. Uh, I, yeah. I have a friend of mine that's uh, 96, and, and and he's learning on a cell phone, and uh, he's still picking things up. So, you know, age, what the heck. 
So, guys, uh, we can go on and on, Sophia, and I want to thank you for stepping in here uh, for Risa, and we hope Risa well, does well. Well, thank you for the honor to be able oh. to uh, try to fill these amazing shoes. But, um, <laughs> yes, we miss you, Risa. <laughs> well, you know, we, we go back. You. We're going to have a, a, a memory day. What do you call it? Uh, when we, mm-hmm. Yeah, we go back and cover some of these things. We've done all the events, and really interesting. But, with that, guys, the clock's ticking. we got to get rolling. So yes. for until next uh, Monday morning. Uh, next Monday. Same next time, Monday, same yeah, place. 10, 10 to 11. <laughs> we, uh, mm-hmm. keep, uh, keep moving, keep the faith. And for now, uh, yeah. Radio Boomers Live from Jim and uh, Sophia, we're going to be signing out. We're signing out. Have an amazing week, everyone. See you next Bye-bye. week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Radio Boomers Live with your host, Rita Gray, star Betty White's Off Their Rockers, and EZ's dad, Jim Zuli. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Radio Boomers Live. Radio Boomers Live is brought to you by the Easy Way Broadcasting Network. That's the letter E, the letter Z, Broadcasting Network. <laughs>